Hi again, everybody. I'm Jamie Ellison, and this is the Big Idea, Big Moves podcast. This is the destination for high performers. We talk to people from different genres, different fields of expertise. Um, we talk to CEOs, we talk to athletes, we talk to authors, just people doing really cool things in their area of expertise that hopefully we can take some of those away and apply them to our own lives as well. Um, I know we have one of those people today, really cool uh, um, interview that we're going to get into in just a couple of minutes. Um, obviously, at the start of, of of the podcast, we usually will kind of talk about a couple of things that uh, have to do with um, some sponsors and stuff like that. Um, one thing that if you know me personally, you know I like craft beer. Um, one of the, the cool things recently is that um, we've found uh, Athletic Brewing. Um, and Athletic Brewing is where they have craft beer, um, but it happens to be non-alcoholic. So a lot of the people who listen, um, it, it's quite appealing to them. Um, Bill and John, who are the founders of, of Athletic, um, uh, they started the company for the same reason a lot of us would like it. There are, uh, there's that craft brew kind of good taste experience. Uh, they just found there weren't anything for people who are being careful about how many calories they're bringing in um, or just want to have that option for them as well. Well, so um, so yeah, we've we've made some connections with them, and we know that a lot of our audience would be interested in it. So it's called Athletic. Um, all you have to do is uh, you can check it out by going to our Instagram page on the bio. Um, just go into there, and you'll see uh, that I think they have something on there right now too, where you can get free shipping for orders of two or more six packs. So uh, so check it out and see if it's something that uh, that you'd enjoy. But we know it's uh, uh, it's something that uh, there isn't a whole lot on the market market like that. So uh, um, happy to have them on board with us as well. Um, so today, uh, really happy to have Tracy Callahan with us. She's a highly accomplished pro beach volleyball player. Um, while she was in school, she was also awarded the NCAA Division Freshman of the Year, uh, Female Athlete of the Year, and was a three-time All-American. Um, following college, she switched to beach volleyball and has uh, entered had entered the pro ranks. Um, she's been a USA national team athlete. She's competed internationally, I know, at least in North America, Central America, Caribbean. So she's been kind of through that whole kind of um, uh, circuit as well. Um, she's also spent time coaching at Florida State University, has been a yoga instructor, um, and is also a successful fitness influencer. So though, a lot of things that, uh, that are on kind of uh, Tracy's plate. So I, I really appreciate you taking the time to, to talk with us today. Absolutely. I'm excited to be here, Jamie. Thanks for inviting me on. Uh, no problem. And, and uh, you know, we've already touched on you've, you've done a lot of things in the last little while and, and really kind of varied your career a little bit. And, and so maybe just um, would, would you mind working us through a little bit of your, your kind of career journey? Because I know there was even a break in your time with um, beach volleyball for a little while and maybe work us through a bit of that before we uh, would jump into some other things. Absolutely. Um, I would say the, the consistent thread throughout my life has been the word curiosity. And I've found myself to be incredibly curious in multiple um, fields of life. And I remember my first year playing college volleyball at Cal State San Bernardino. I remember thinking, am I going to spend the next four years just doing the same movements over and over again, the same block moves. I'm like, I want to study abroad. I want to see what college has to offer. I want to get more into the arts, you know, to just be kind of, to just be bound by playing a sport. It felt so limiting. Um, on the other side, I was really good at my sport that I played. So I felt like I had to keep going and I had to keep going down this path because I was so good at it. And I also really loved doing it. Um, 
So I just, in one way, wished that I could do everything, even though I was limited by only having one body, you know, so I can only do one thing. Physics limits me, like it limits all of us. So um, actually my first year in college, I um, stopped playing. I quit my first year out of college because I wanted to do other things. And my coach there, I was going to Cal State San Bernardino, it's in Southern California, and he said, you know, I just don't think you should stop playing. I think that you should um, go check out the school called Concordia University in Irvine. And it was closer to the beach. You know, he said the coach there, she's uh, an Olympian. She's a, a great role model. It's by the beach. I just think you'll really like it. So I was like, eh, whatever. So I went and checked it out and I'm like, well, th- this is, this seems okay. So because it seemed okay and it was by the beach, I did it. And I kept playing volleyball and fell back in love with it. And also was able to, um, I picked a, a degree in international studies, which meant that I had to study abroad as part of finishing that degree requirement. So in, in my mind, it was a way for me to kind of um, accomplish two things at once. Uh, so I was able to go study abroad. I lived in Europe um, and was able to do that after I was done playing volleyball. So my senior year. Um, and then that really had an influence on the fact that I wanted to come back to Southern California where it was much warmer than the, you know, the early months in France or Europe. Um, and I just started playing beach volleyball in Newport beach. And it was such a social scene that really drew me in, uh, because it was just really fun. Like you can imagine when you think of beach volleyball, you think of fun in the sun, friends, you know, going to get some lunch afterwards, maybe having a drink, like it just feel, you know, and a little bit of a sunburn afterwards. I can imagine all the things that people in Toronto probably would love. (laughs) Yeah. Right now. Yes, for sure. (laughs) So, um, yeah, so that brought me back to beach volleyball, but then it's like, when I look back on my life and playing the sport, it is, it does go through this like cyclical process of like, I'm really good at this thing. But man, I have a lot of other interests in life. And I think that's been a really difficult thing for me to um, to be able to maintain a focus because I have been drawn to so many different aspects in life. Yeah, uh, like that's the one thing that I noticed. And, and I guess it does work both ways in, in many ways, because some of the things that you have done, uh, like, do you, do you feel that? Um, you know, that adds to kind of your ability, like as you gain more experience over time and all those things, do you think, um, would you, would you have gained more from being more focused or would you gain more from having varied experience like you've had? So I think I was actually, I was talking to somebody who's my age um, and she's going through something similar. Not, she's not an athlete per se, but um she was just talking about, she got her degree in, um, in art and she's not doing anything in art, you know? And I was saying, sometimes it's a, it's a process of elimination and you go through life, you know, maybe it's even, um, relationships and you keep finding the relationship that you don't want to be in. Right. And then one day here comes that relationship, like, oh my gosh, like I had to go through all of that. And finally I like, now I really appreciate you. And I find that, for my life, I've done a lot of process of elimination. Um, but I think it's all like the success I've had most recently in beach volleyball. I find that I'm, I've been able to maintain a, a, a higher level of intensity in the daily routines, as well as a more consistent focus, because I've been there, done that with the other things. I know what's behind those doors. It's almost given me the freedom to just really focus in on 
playing, playing beach volleyball, knowing it is only, it's only a small amount of time, not going to be doing this for the rest of my life. Um, and to really like, uh, see really the, the question that I keep trying to answer is what would happen if you committed fully everything you could to the sport? What could that look like? And so that's the question I'm trying to, um, answer and I've been able to answer. And what's been really cool about that is that it hasn't so much manifested in, I, you know, I've won all these tournaments, um, and you know, I've just been injury free that hasn't that ne- I mean, cause those things would be great, but that hasn't been my, um, my path so much, but what has happened is I find myself in these environments that, um, that I think are really special, you know, being able to train alongside Olympic athletes right before they're going to go to the Olympics. I'm going down to Brazil, um, in November to train with Carrie Walsh's coach, this last Olympic quad for six weeks, you know, because I was able to meet him and, and, um, develop a relationship with him. And so I think these are all really, really unique situations that I'm, I'm happy to be, you know, um, living, you know, to be able to live these, these situations. And the other thing, um, is, uh, you know, oh, I just had something on the tip of my tongue. What was it? Oh, I'm, I'll have to move on, but I thought I had something really great, but you know, maybe I'll come back to it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and uh, you know, it is interesting when you're talking about having, you know, you've, you've decided, okay, I'm, I'm going to focus very heavily on one thing for a, a period of time. Um, did you find, was that difficult to do? Like, is it difficult to kind of fully invest yourself in something like that after kind of being in and out a couple of times? And then now it's just, it's, I'm, I'm going to wholly go into that because that could be volleyball, but it could be a whole bunch of other things, depending on if people are entrepreneurs or whatever they are. Yeah, it was difficult because my um, habit, I would say, would be to kind of toggle between a couple different things. So at first it was difficult, but the way I managed that was I personified, um, the doubt. And I almost created it as like this evil entity, right? So this evil entity would show up whenever I was dealing through an injury and it would say, Hey, are you sure you want to do this? And I'm like, Oh, there you are. You know? And it was like this mental game I played with myself of seeing that there will be that doubt and wanting to quit will show up in all different types of uh, ways. Some ways I may not even be able to recognize at first, but as long as I can recognize it and see it for what it is, which is this evil thing that's trying to take away from what I'm trying to do, um, then I can recognize it and see it for what it is, which is a distraction, and then move forward. So um, that's been a that's been a very um, tangible way that I've been able to kind of eliminate and move past my cyclical habit of, you know, just bouncing around and trying different things um, to be being able to be really focused on something and to really delve into the nuances of what that looks like. And you mentioned the, the mental part, obviously, that's what we're talking about there for you. Um, as a high level athlete, there is um, obviously what you do for training and, and all of those things just physically. Um, but, you know, a lot of, um, a lot of athletes now spend a lot of time on the, the mental side of, of whatever their sport is as well. First of all, do you do that? But also um, what, what is, harder for you like is it um is it harder to kind of have gains um from a physical standpoint or is it harder to kind of control the mental side of of whatever the game is that you're playing at the time so i think the physical is pretty linear for the most part so it's easier to define to see to measure progress 
I think the mental part is very tough to measure. So that's where um, it can be harder to see the progress in that. And it can also feel like it's more difficult to develop progress because you can't see it. Right. And then every person comes to, you know, comes to the door of, Hey, I want to improve my mental game from all sorts of different, you know, places. A lot of the times we're even unaware of our own motivations, our own behaviors. We have very limited um, self-awareness. You know, oftentimes we don't even notice if we're holding our breath. Um, And we have all this conditioning from, you know, nurture nature argument um, that's going into this moment of, Hey, I want to learn to have, I want to be, have, I want to improve my mental game. Well, we're all starting from very different places. You know, it's almost like if you were to get a, a classroom together and you had a preschooler there, some guy with his PhD, um, a woman in her third year of undergraduate school, And you said, Hey, we're all going to start at the same level. You know, we're going to learn this. It's just not possible. But what you would do with on the physical side is you would usually find people who have the same expertise, the same technical and tactical, um, knowledge, you know, and then, and they, and then you would progress and know how to progress a team like that. So I think the mental again, is just very difficult to measure and to progress, Um, so that obviously, you know, based upon that has been the hardest thing for me to, um, to measure. And I think the hardest thing, especially for high performers is that generally I find the people that are high performers aren't very patient, very motivated, but they're not very patient, especially when it comes to getting things done. So, you know, with the, the challenge of trying to improve whatever aspect of the the mental game you're trying to improve, you have to remember that it's going to be two steps forward, one step backwards, and just entering that into the equation. Because I think for me personally, it's been, it's, it can be very limiting for me in my progress to want to move forward. And I think, man, I was great last week. And then all of a sudden this week, some little thing that I totally took care of three weeks ago and I should no longer have to deal with that all of a sudden affected me. You know, it's like, it's just not, it unfortunately doesn't work like that. Yeah. Well, and, and so for you, are you, um, I mean, I'm assuming you're one of those very kind of driven people. So how do you, um, how do you set goals yourself or do you like, are you a, are you a person who says, okay, this time I'm going to, you know, move my results from A to B or, um, uh, or is it a little more general than that? Like how, how do you approach goal setting? So I set, I set fixed goals that allow for flexibility and I set long-term goals. And then I set more like regional, like every three months sort of goals. And then obviously goals for the week. Um, and even for the day I've now I'm getting down to like goals for the day. Um, just that I can, again, help measure my, um, accomplishments because I tend to forget the great things I've done. And I am only looking forward to the things I haven't accomplished yet. Yeah. So I think just for peace of mind, but, um, you know, for example, during uh, COVID when everything was shut down, um, I, my goal was there were no, there were no tournaments like on the calendar and potentially there weren't any tournaments that entire year, but my goal was I'm going to train and improve my level of volleyball, you know, this entire year. And so I've, just that, since that was my goal, that's kind of how I measured the day. So 
Um, I was able to find a private court I could practice at when that wasn't available. There were, there are parks, you know, sometimes the parks were hundred miles away that I would drive to, to practice. Um, and so that was my goal. And there happened to be a tournament that year and I played well. So, but I didn't have any goals per se for that tournament because I wasn't sure what to expect, but I did have goals as far as like, this is what I'm going, this is what I'm going to do. Um, so more process, I guess, than outcome oriented goals. And then, uh, this last year I had some goals that my biggest goal this last year was to get more points on the FIVB world tour. So that was what I set out to do. And the unfortunate part was, um, so I kept my training going, but because COVID pushed everything back, even though I had enough points, you know, that I would have been able to get into tournaments, you know, two years ago before COVID, um, more players were now more players with more points were now playing in the entry level tournaments. So I was pushed out and I wasn't able to enter into the first couple of tournaments, uh, for the year. And then, um, the first tournament I was able to enter into was in Rwanda in Africa of all places. So that was had to travel to Africa just to get some, some points on the board. (laughs) That was interesting. And then, um, and then after that I was dealing with like a chronic injury. So I had to stop and I wasn't able to play in some of the tournaments. So that was my goal for last year, but I, I really wasn't able to accomplish it just because of circumstances that happen. Sure. Well, and, and that's a, it's a strange year for everybody there too, right? So it's, uh, it, it throws, I think it throws everybody's goal setting off for that year. Um, yeah. You know, one of, one of the things that you've, you've mentioned that, okay, you know, what you're doing now, you'll, you'll be doing for a period of time and it won't be forever because athletics, that's kind of how it works, especially when it's kind of professional level. Um, one other thing we've talked to, um, you know, different athletes where they, they struggle a lot with that. What do I do kind of when this phase finishes? Um, have you thought a lot about that? And are there things that, um, you know, because you have had experiences in other areas and, and so that I think is probably a positive, but have you thought about how that transition would work for you and, and how some, some people struggle with that? Yeah, I've thought about that for over a decade um, about, and that's, you know, I, I stopped playing volleyball and technically kind of retired around 2015 and got into playing beach, I mean, coaching collegiately. So I thought about it then uh, and then realized coaching collegiately wasn't exactly the path I wanted to take. Um, So yeah, I have thought about a lot, you know, not only I've, one of the things I did while I wasn't playing volleyball was I uh, worked on an organic urban farm. I um, interned for about five months. And so it was like a full immersion um, in something I really had no um, experience in. So it was fantastic and really loved for me being, being, you know, in the garden and, and um, you know, growing plants and harvesting them. It was really healing. And it was just an experience. I thought, wow, more people need this experience. Just one for, because everybody is getting really sick and heart disease is the latest, the, the, the largest killer, you know, in at least in the United States, um, for men and women. And, um, I'm like, yeah, diet and lifestyle. And that's something that I've, as an athlete, it's just, it's very natural for me to take care of my health and to be active because that's just what I do. It just, it's, part and parcel with my job, but I've noticed like, even me, I'm 34, a lot, some of my friends, um, are really struggling with this at the age of 34, you know, and I'm like, okay, if, what is this going to look like in 15 more years for them? Or even for me, if I stop playing volleyball tomorrow, you know? Yeah. Um, so, uh, health and well-being, uh, fitness, 
I really am drawn to those fields and actually, and psychology as well. And more recently, I've started taking some undergrad uh, psychology courses. So I've gone back to school just to kind of test and see what I like. And then I'm actually looking at schools for naturopathic medicine. So that seems to kind of check all the boxes for all of the levels of interest that I have. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and uh, I mean, kudos to you, because I think that is something that a lot of people struggle with and, and struggle a little late because they, they don't do some of that pre-planning and start thinking about it because they're, the reality is it will, it will come whether you want it or not. So it's just trying to figure out how best to, to be prepared for it. So. Yeah. Um, and I will say, I just want to add one more thing to that too, yeah. because I had a friend and this actually goes into what I was going to say before that I forgot um, a friend of mine, who's um, top lawyer in, in the uh, music industry. He said to me, he's like, you know, Tracy, I've been doing my job for 40 years. He's like, if it was 30 years, it wouldn't be, there'd be no difference. It's like, yeah, so yeah. At, the, at this side of things, you know, what would it be another 10 years? But when you're on the beginning side, it feels like, oh my gosh, you know, everybody's been in their career for 10 years. I'm starting so late, you know? So that was like an interesting perspective of looking at from the end from backwards you know instead of like oh what is it like forwards like no at the end looking backwards and then I had a friend too she was a teacher and uh she had her master's in education she had been teaching I think for almost 20 years and at the age of 50 she decided that instead of um, going towards her retirement teaching that she actually wanted to um, get a PhD in sports psychology and so she started over and she's a really good friend of mine and she's almost done with her uh, dissertation. And I look at her and I'm like, you know what? She did not settle on something because that was what society had told her she should do. In fact, she had yeah. to fight yeah. against that a lot of friends who were very concerned about her decision, but she went for what she wanted to do, you know, because at the end of the day, it's her life and she has to deal with the consequences of her choices. So she's somebody I really look to as like, you know what, it's okay to search and try to, and struggle with, even if you don't know what you want to do, or if you've knocked on a bunch of different doors. And so I feel like those two people in my life have really been instrumental in giving me the freedom to um, go at my own pace. Yeah. And it's, and it's whether, are you going to struggle more with regret than you would with, you know, whatever comes right. with your choice. Right. So, yes. um, I, well, and, and so you actually do a lot, um, you have, uh, you know, a real kind of, um, influencer space and everything, you know, if, if you want to call it that, um, do you, um, do you do that from a, a, is it purely, you just happen to do that or do you use that from a business standpoint? Like, do you actually actively do a fair amount of that, um, yourself just to, to build up your profile for, you know, whatever that is and sponsorships and all those things. I, that's the only reason I do Instagram, yep. to be honest yep. with you. Yeah. If I didn't have to, I wouldn't be on it at all. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think that there's a lot of danger that goes into social media. And, yeah. you know, unfortunately, people are more relationships are happening on social media than in person. And I've, I've just seen personally the, the negative side of that. So I wouldn't be on it if I didn't have to. However, because I'm on it, me and my husband, you know, are very strategic about what we post, when we post, the frequency of posting, um, you know, and posting for my audience. So those are things that we're very strategic about um, because at the end of the day, no, if I posted stuff about just everything that I loved and cared about and thought was really awesome and neat, I, nobody would care. <laughs> <laughs> my mom would care. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, hey. 
<laughs> and originally that's probably why people would have done it, but now it's become something different than that. Right. So it is interesting to see kind of how, how much of it is just by, it's like a business stream for some people and, exactly. and that's how they use it. Right. So yeah. um, that's, that's interesting. So um, one of the things that we ask every person that we talk to Tracy is to um, try to get a couple of things that people listening can, can take away. And, and I could say they've probably done lots of that today. You're, um, you've brought some really good material today. Um, one of the, one of the things is you are obviously, um, you know, in a lot of situations that are maybe, um, high stress or, or, um, um, just some high pressure situations. And, um, and that translates into things, not just athletics, but other things as well. Um, maybe just, do you have a couple of, you know, tactics or tricks or, or tips that, that people could kind of do to, uh, how do you clear your mind? How do you maybe kind of push that stuff out during a high pressure situation yourself? Yeah, I think it comes down to really knowing yourself and what your tendencies are. Um, You know, I have a really strong tendency of having high anxiety that allows me not to breathe in games and makes it so that I have no more fine motor skills. It's really awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Works well, I'm sure. (laughs) Works great for me when I go to play for high pressure moments, right? So knowing that, knowing that it's something that I can't just ignore it and it'll go away because it's just a part of me, then I really have to be very good about um, how I mentally prepare for a tournament, you know, and what I say to myself. And I have to really have these inputs in the conversations I have with mentors or people before these tournaments. And for me, a lot of those, a lot of it comes down to is measuring myself against myself. So, and, and, and again, staying curious, I wonder what could happen if, instead of like, I have to win this game because they're not as good as me, but this game can be hard because they won more tournaments and, you know, and it's just like, just being open-minded and curious. Um, and you know, being in situations where it's like, don't, don't get ahead of yourself. Don't get ahead of the moment. Just be in the moment, be creative and, and just play your best, see what it's like to play your best in this moment. And that's really been something that's helped me get through tough moments, um, is just, what would it be like if I played my best in this moment? That's a question that I like to answer. And then other things like, honestly, um, the, the different skills that I've uh, learned through breath work, um, have been really helpful. Um, you know, exhaling, like the double exhale, I've, that was something I learned from Dr. Huberman. Um, he has like a podcast called the Huberman lab. I think is great. And, um, I've heard other people talk about it too, but you take inhale and then you exhale and then the exhale, you have one more exhale. And that just really helps to like, um, slow down, slow everything down. Because when you are getting into this, like sort of, you know, not breathing, holding your breath or breathing too fast, time goes by really fast. You can't think as well. Um, you know, even like panic attacks can happen. I've had that in practice before where I've had like a panic attack because of the stress and, um, so it's all, it's all really real. Even if it's just volleyball, like all of these things still come up, even though it's just a game. So, um, so really just learning, learn yourself, learn to identify your own behavior, learn to check in with yourself. Um, those have been some, some really helpful, um, tricks that I've, that I use and try to use as much as I can, but guess what? Don't always do the right thing. Sometimes I forget. Sometimes I hold yeah. my breath. 
Sometimes I yell. Like it's just, it's a freaking art, not a science. It's an art and a science. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah, that's the way to look at it is that, um, you know, everybody struggles with that stuff and just uh, how much, I, I love the fact too, that you talk about um, it's really self-awareness is, is where you start to get to is, is how, how aware can you be of yourself um, ahead of time and then in the moment as well and, right. and can when you can lose it so um, yeah because that- I think it's I think it's so amazing that we've got this body that has all of these like automatic processes that happen but then we have this conscious brain that's able to orchestrate all this stuff and a lot of times they're at odds you know and I just think what an interesting thing that we all live with this every single day it just fascinates me <laughs> yeah absolutely absolutely well I, I mean I will tell you it's been fantastic talking to you I mean you uh, have brought some really cool things that I know um, whether there's somebody who's an athlete or somebody from a whole bunch of different areas because we have a, a real varied audience so this this has been great I know for for anyone um, if people are trying to follow you Tracy and what's happening with with you what are some of the best ways of doing that so um, my biggest, you know, I say I post the most, do everything on social media at, on Instagram, which is uh, Callahan Volleyball. Uh, and then I also have a website that um, TracyCallahan.com. Um, so those are two places that you can find me. Okay. And we'll put those in the show notes so that people can, uh, uh, can make sure that they click through to that as well. Um, if you haven't hit subscribe on the podcast, make sure you do that right now. We have great uh, people each week, just, uh, just like Tracy. So uh, again, I know you're busy. So thank you so much for taking the time today. And uh, I know you've, you've given our audience a, a lot of great value today. So I really appreciate it. Tracy. Thank you, Jamie. Appreciate it. All right. And we will talk again to everybody else on Big Idea, Big Moves. 